I'm sitting here in Bali, in Uluwatu, looking out over the morning sunrise. I can see the ocean from my house. Uh, it's an outdoor living space, you know, so you walk out and the living room is outside. Covered by a roof, but there's no walls. And I can see the silhouette of mountains in the distance just past the ocean. Because the land mass kind of curves around in a half circle. So I look out, I can see the ocean and then the silhouette of the mountains with the clouds kind of just blowing off them in the distance. And you can hear the roosters in the background. You might be able to hear that. Um, lizards scattering, birds flying. So just kind of like a really peaceful morning right now, but also a lot of life going on. But today I wanted to hop on and talk to you about what to do when you're bored with just having one business. Let's get into it. How do you use the power of marketing to build a life you don't need a vacation from? If you want the answer, keep listening. If you want it faster, visit digitalnomad.com slash podcast. Okay, so first of all, I just want to preface this by saying, you know, in my life, I've started over 30 different businesses. I have a list on my laptop, but just if you look at my career, I've been in real estate, in iPhone apps, magazines, blogging, SEO, e-commerce, digital marketing, agencies, software products, pretty much everything you can think of. And even right now, I'm running a minimum of three businesses, and then I usually have a real estate project going on on the side in addition to travel. And so there's a lot of stimulation happening in my world. And I've learned over time that just I need a lot of intellectual stimulation. It's why I read so many books. It's why I like being in masterminds. It's why I like the journey of personal growth and teaching business to other people. But if you're anything like me, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs are, not everybody, the lucky ones maybe aren't, but you can find yourself starting many different businesses, and as soon as one gets what seems to be boring, then you want to start a new one. You want to give that one up. And this can work if you're really high level and you know how to push these businesses through to the point where you can put a team in place, hire people that are better than you are to run the business and let it keep going. When this becomes a problem is when you start a business and you don't get it to critical mass. You don't get it to take off on its own and then you let it go, which I've done this many times in the past, right? Where a business has moderate success. And then I get bored and then I walk away and then the business dies. And so I put in all that work and I just let it go to the grave. I let it go to zero instead of putting systems and people in place to let it keep going. So if you're out there today and you maybe haven't gotten completely off the ground yet, you've had some false starts where you had some success, but then you get bored, you kind of switch, maybe switch niches, you switch directions and you found yourself starting all over again. I have some words of wisdom that I like to remind myself of. And that's really why I do these podcasts in general, if you've noticed. A lot of the topics I talk about, I'm talking to you out there because I hope that it helps your life and adds value, but I'm also talking to myself. And so one of the things that really has worked for me is, number one, if I'm just getting started, a business hasn't reached the point where I can hire people, I have to do what's called put myself in business jail. Or another way to think of it is... um, I learned this from T. Harv Ecker, the author of The Millionaire Mind, which is a great book if you haven't read it. Uh, pretend like you're in the army and you're in for two years and there's no getting out. And this is because in the beginning, a lot of times boredom comes up when things are uncomfortable or they get hard. So a, an idea at first 
seems really exciting and it seems like the solution to all our business problems. Oh, this new opportunity is not going to have all these challenges. The other one did. But then we enter what's called the Valley of Despair. If you've read uh, the, the Dip by Seth Godin, it's the, the period of time where the excitement wears off, but you haven't yet had success. And so um, I'm just going to read you a quote about boredom and what that might mean. Uh, I know I've read from Think and Grow Rich about what boredom could mean, but I'm reading a book this morning called 4,000 Weeks. And here's the quote. It says... To quote the psychotherapist Bruce Tift once more, you'll have to allow yourself to risk feeling claustrophobic, imprisoned, powerless, and constrained by reality. This is why boredom could feel so surprisingly, aggressively unpleasant. We tend to think of it merely as a matter of not being particularly interested in whatever it is we're doing, but in fact, it's an intense reaction to the deeply uncomfortable experience of confronting your limited control. And so, especially in the beginning, boredom can be a result of not being comfortable with what is required of us to get this business to take off. And I would imagine later on it's the same thing. Um, and so if you can just force yourself to be in for two years, no matter what, no matter how hard it gets, no matter how much you talk yourself out of the niche that you're in or the opportunity, you just say, you know what, it doesn't matter. For two years, I'm in this. I'm not going to make any moves. I'm going to stay in and I'm going to make this work. And usually you push through your own limitations during that time because you're forced to just stay in and you're forced to tell your brain, no, we're not doing it this time. Now, if you can get it past the point where it doesn't depend entirely on you, where you have people that are better and smarter than you growing this business because you put in the effort to start that up. That's what a lot of serial entrepreneurs do. They start one business, they get good at this process, they put in a team, they let it keep growing. And then they move on to the next one because that's what they like. And so, you know, I wouldn't say I'm quite there yet because some of my businesses still do require me. But like I said, I have at least three projects going on right now. And um, I can at least walk away for periods of time from these businesses. And this does satisfy my nature my desire to move from one thing to the next, to work in sprints, and to switch up what I'm doing in my life. So I have a snowboard training business, which I usually work on in the winter. I go to the mountains. It takes me on adventures, you know, takes me to the tops of snowy mountains in the middle of a storm. And so in the winter, I'll go away and I'll work on that and I'll travel the United States or, you know, going to Japan this year. So it kind of satisfies some of that crave for adventure for me as well and then I'll come back from the winter switch back into the work from anywhere accelerator our high-end coaching program the guaranteed agency and start working on those businesses and that really satisfies my desire for you know mastery of marketing and really getting into what makes new businesses work for people who have never done it before it gets me into the mindset stuff like this thinking about okay what makes the difference between somebody who starts up and you know Two years later, they're making $100,000 a month or somebody who starts up over and over and they never make it. And this is one of those things. Commitment. Devotion. So that gets me back into reading the business books to working with students to figuring out how do we not only make sure that the people who are completely committed to this get results, but the people who are unsure of themselves, who have doubts, just like I have, and probably you have, who have false starts, how do we make sure they get results when they're busy with work, with their kids? What are the underlying core principles of new businesses that actually get results and 
form that positive, positive feedback loop so that you can keep going. So that gets me into this. And then I also have a software company, which I work on all year long um, and I have a big team on that as well. So with all these projects, I have, you know, I pay multiple hundreds of thousands of dollars a year in teams. And that's what allows me to switch back and forth because when I'm not working on my software business, I have five other people who are, you know, full time every day of the week. Um, You know, same with the snowboard business. People are working on that. Same with the training business. People are working on that full time every day of the week. And so I can kind of switch back and forth and also pick up skill sets pick up strategies and tactics from one business and take it over to the next. And that's what allowed me to kind of step more into, okay, I realize I do like working on multiple projects and it's not always just avoidance of boredom. The caveat here is that if I know that if I just worked on one of these businesses, it would be so much more successful. But I realize that the goal is not for to have the most successful business possible. It's to live a life that's meaningful to me that satisfies my curiosity, that makes me feel alive and in flow every day. And so for me to focus on what makes me feel good in life and provides me the most growth and allows me to contribute the most to other people, right now it's three vehicles. For you, it could be more, it could be less. You might want to just hunker down and focus on one business for two years to get to critical mass, to take off, to get to your first million, or you know, if you want to build a $10 million business or a $100 million business, you probably have to limit yourself. The number one piece of advice I hear for getting to $10 million a year from, you know, from a million or multiple millions is kill your side projects. So you have to define for yourself what is your goal and then figure out what you need to do to achieve that. If your goal is to leave the nine to five and you haven't done that yet, you should just be working on one business. Russell Brunson says, I have a rule for all my coaching clients. If they haven't made their first million, I only let them work on one funnel, one product. And once they hit that million, I let them do other stuff. So if you're just starting out, I would kill the side projects. I'd work on one thing. But if you can get to the point where you can hire people, put them in place, and that business actually runs better with your team working on it instead of just you, then maybe you think about either scaling your business to 10 million or more a year and just going all in, or then adding your side projects back in if that's what really makes you feel alive. But figure out what do I want my life to look like? Because when you look back, you're not going to say, I'm so glad I made you know, $10 million instead of five in this business. You're going to look at what you've accomplished, what you've achieved, what kind of value you've created, the people along the way, how you've changed their lives, and the adventures that you went on, the connection you had, the growth you experienced. So what do you want that to look like? And then... Form a holistic view of what your business career looks like. Maybe it's one project. Maybe it's 10. Maybe you raise money, you put a team in place, and then you walk away to the next project. It's all up to you, but you have to define what success looks like for you. So if you've been getting bored with one business or you start up over and over again, remember, commit yourself two years, you're in the army, there's no getting out. If you can hit your first million or you can put a team in place that's going to grow that business without you, and you still feel that intense desire to go start a new project, maybe go do that. And remember, there's a flip side to all this. You know, some people say start multiple projects because one's going to take off and then you kill the others. So there's always exceptions to the rule. But just define what does success look like for you? What do you need right now? Do you need a stable income? Do you need a scale to 100 million? Or do you just want to live a rich life with your business career? And 
experience the most novelty possible right now so that later in life you know exactly what you like and what you don't. And if this still sounds like you have nowhere, no idea where to start, I will say one thing. If you create an agency or become a service provider, you get to work with tons of clients, which means you get to kind of have a little piece of all their businesses and you get to experience what that feels like. And that's going to teach you really fast what niches you like, what niches you don't, what works for you. And that can kind of satisfy that curiosity. When I first had an agency, I would work with five or six or seven or eight clients, all in different niches. And I got to experience, you know, what's a software business like? What's the e-com business like? What's a coaching business like? All while just focusing on my one business. And that really helps me understand what direction I wanted to go in. All right, the sun's coming up. It's getting light out here. I was uh, talking in the dark, got up around 5.30. So I'm going to go get the day started. But I hope this provides some fuel for thought. I hope it gives you a little reframe on boredom and when to lean into that boredom and when to say, hey, maybe I do need to be satisfied intellectually here. That's all for today. I'll see you on the next one. Peace. How to use the power of marketing to build a life you don't need a vacation from. If you want the answer plus free resources just for podcast listeners, visit digitalnomad.com slash podcast. We'll see you next time.